and listening to Money Talks. All right, if you uh, have questions you'd like for us to answer on the air, you can always get in touch with us at uh, 770-429-9166. You'll call, a human will answer, or you can call our uh, question hotline. And we do actually have a question today from the question hotline. You call 1-855-429-9166. Leave your question, and we will play it and then answer it on the air. Uh, You can also get in touch with us uh, via the... uh, Email at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. If you can't remember all that, just remember H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R. You Google that and you'll find our website, uh, and you can get in touch with us in various different ways. So, guys, let's play this first question. Uh, It's coming from Jonathan from Atlanta concerning Dow Chemical, and here we go. Hi, this is Jonathan from Atlanta. I bought some Dow Chemical shares in January for around $57 a share, uh, and I've been watching the price climb over the past year. I'd like to increase my position, but is now really a good time to buy, or are there other opportunities? So there you have it. Uh, is now a good time to buy Dow Chemical. Dow is up. Uh, I, it, it's been up as much as uh, almost 65 bucks. Um and uh, at the moment, I think it's around 62.50. Uh, if you look at what's going on with Dow, let me let me just stop there and tell you, Dow Chemical is in the uh, the materials sector. The materials sector makes up approximately three percent of the overall market. And I'll be honest, it's it's hard to uh, try to pick winners and losers in such a small space. In order to get full. Uh, uh, exposure to the sector itself, uh, you'd have to buy more stocks than it's really worth. I mean, most of the time, if you're if you're going to run an active uh, portfolio, meaning different than the S&P 500 or whatever benchmark you're using, uh, you're best still to, to pick you know just a few stocks. It's, it's uh, usually most of our portfolios are somewhere between 25 and maybe 65, just depending on the amount of risk and the uh, the space that we're investing. So uh, you're spending a lot of time, basically, is my point, uh, to try to to uh, get exposure to a sector that doesn't make up a whole lot of weight when it comes to the to the uh, space. So long term so, long term growth expectations out of Dow about six and a half percent. Five year earnings growth has been about ten point uh, almost eleven ten point nine percent. You know, you look at uh, you look at the overall situation, and it just doesn't look like it's um, like there's a lot of benefit to the time you'd have to spend to put uh, effort into picking stocks within there. It too is overvalued relative to its long-term average, but it's about half as much as the market. And I hate to be talking in those terms, but the reality is. Yeah, it looks a little expensive, too, just not as expensive as some of the others. The space where you expect that uh, um, uh, material stocks are going to really outperform is when you're just coming off the bottom of the market. You'll see them move first. Uh, so I, I would be pretty safe, uh, I think, in saying that I don't believe that's where we are in the overall business cycle. We've been in this recovery since 2009. Uh, markets uh, appreciated significantly since then, and uh, you know I just I just don't see a whole lot of benefit in it. So it is it is a safe stock. It seems like you know something that um, I would call a hold, uh, sure. but I just couldn't see. Well, if he wants to increase his position, might you recommend the dollar cost average into the position? 
Uh, well, I mean, if he was going to do that, but I sure I say it's I it. say it's yeah I say yeah. it's a hold. I I'm not going to encourage him to buy more, sure. um, especially where I believe we are in the business cycle. Now, don't so. we use an exchange traded fund for our exposure to Absolutely. this sector, right? Yeah, we use a, a, a State Street Spider uh, that mm. just gives us exposure to the sector. Most of our clients, that's what we recommend. So, yeah. um, you know, you can you can pick stocks in that space. We do it some, and uh, if there's a, a real attractive right. Uh, dividend, you know, you might do something like that. But but if he is going to add to what he believes to be an expensive position right now, in the way in which you would probably enter that is kind of what we were alluding to sure. earlier in the in the situation. Yeah. Absolutely, right? yeah. yeah. No, that's that's uh, that is. Uh, so Jonathan, don't buy more, but if you do, <laughs> if you if you would insist on it, right, yeah. do, cost average. do it monthly over the course of however many months you want. And, and you know, if it, if it comes down, then you'll lower your average cost per share. And if not, you're adding to the position and still getting to participate in whatever rally it might be subjected to. Well, there you go. So uh, we have one more audio question, and I'm going to let you guys answer this. I think it's a uh, financial planning type question. So here we go. Hi, this is Amanda. Um, I just graduated. I did get a scholarship for this fall. Um, my question is, how do I know if my scholarship is taxable? I need to know if I need to claim this on my taxes for next year. Thanks so much. There you go, guys. What do you say? Used for qualified expenses is the answer. So, you know, tuitions, fees, books, the like. Um, when you're looking at room and board, um, you know, travel, things like that, that is not considered a qualified expense for a scholarship. And so that would be taxable, which is different than a 529 because our, those are considered qualified as far as maybe not travel, but the room and board. And um, so you really have to look at, you know, those definitions. Those, exactly. Right. What's being, what the money's being exactly. spent on. All yeah. right. So it depends. Yeah, it does. And that is, That's that is the ultimate. Say. You're right. And you have a CPA, which makes it at least half of your now vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> so just watch what you're spending it on, Amanda. I mean, it, it's going to come down to that definition for, you know, for whatever scholarship, fellowship, or grant that you might have received. And, uh, you know, if you can just – I think the safe bet is, is if you can keep it to your tuition, fees, and books that are related to the courses you're taking or their attendance, uh, because if they're not, if you wanted to just some, for personal research or otherwise, then I don't think it would qualify. But, uh, you know, if you can keep it to just covering the costs for your tuition, fees, books, and supplies for those courses, uh, it, it should not be taxable. It should be tax-free. And, and, you know, again, to Shona's point, you should probably check with your tax advisor uh, and at least provide the information on, on what you spend it on in order to uh, make that determination. But uh, generally, if you're going to spend it on those needs, then you, you wouldn't have to worry about the tax. There you go. Uh, one more real quick. Uh, we got Adam from Wood, Woodstock who says, uh, how long will it take to double my money in the stock market? That's the kind of questions that we just love because <laughs> we want to talk about it depends. Yeah. It depends on a lot. <laughs> so it, it, here's what you can do, though. Uh, there's something called the rule of 72. You take 72, divide it by what you expect your return's going to be. Yeah, that growth rate, right? Uh, yeah, exactly, the growth rate in the market. So, you know, we know that the S&P 500 – uh, over long periods of time, has shown an annual uh, return of about 10.4%. Uh, if you look at the detail like seven. that, yeah, uh, well, if you got 10%, yeah, 7.2 right. years. Uh, if you had a 13% return like we see in smaller companies, uh, you're more on the average of uh, five, and a half, five and a half years to double your money. Now, Sean made the point earlier about 
interest on fixed income, you're talking 20 years at about 2%, 2.5%, something like that. So um, it, it still depends on whatever happens in the market, but you can use that as kind of an indicator as to what you ought to get. Guys, this is it. Where we ask Jared, you keep this rally going, or down. Man. I'm going to say it's going down. I'm going to say it's up. Shauna says it's up. Yeah, there we go. The contra has spoken. I say up. Take care. Money talks. Thanks for listening. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.